Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Good morning. Hey, Judy, how are you doing today? Miss Kimberly, how are you this fine day? I am doing great. It is indeed the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, sister. I have some questions for you relative to a specific scripture that I love, that I love to promote and embrace. And I have some questions about. So let me open in prayer, inviting our Lord and Savior into this conversation, and then we'll get started. Okay, that sounds great. Father, it is such a privilege to know that where two or three or more are gathered, that you are with us. You are with us, behind us, and before us every day, whether we're gathered or not, at all times, in every moment. But Lord, you like us to gather. You like us to stir one another up to love and good deeds. And so as we look at your word today about gathering together, communing together, bonding together, walking together, stir us. Give us strength, nudge us, that we might put self-centered, self-conscious tendencies aside and follow your instructions. Oh, your word is a light unto our paths and a lamp unto our feet, and we are so grateful for it. Come be with us, speak through Kim and I, nudge us with your spirit. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So, Miss Kim, I want to read a verse to you, actually two or three of them, from Ecclesiastes. And then I just want to throw you some balls on why do we not do this so well? So (laughs) I am reading Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12. And they read, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, Two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Mm. I love those words. And when we consider our audience and our message relative to wrapping, using God's word and God's wisdom for success in our health and fitness pursuits. I wonder why we are so prone to go solo. Why, Kim, are diets typically all about one person following certain guidelines? 
why do we not partner? Why do we not support one another? Why do we not stir one another up in our health and fitness? When the word is so clear that two are better than one and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And and I think about this relative to the church, of course, because there is no better organization who understands the value of small groups, small group accountability, small group support, um, people stirring one another up, people lifting one another up, people supporting one another in good times and bad. That is the core values of a small group. And why are we not together, either one-on-one in a buddy system or in the context of small groups, three or more, not encouraging one another in our food and fitness? Mm. You know, that is a good question, Judy, because, you know, of course, you know, I have to think about my own experience from back in the day when I struggled with food and fitness and everything. And I believe I have mentioned this before, but when I succeeded the last time, it was because I decided that I could not go it alone. And I decided to get a co-worker of mine to be my accountability partner, one who was already in good shape. And it does require being willing to be vulnerable and being willing to trust someone else, because this is a very sensitive area, particularly if you've been accustomed to using food to comfort your emotions. So it's a very emotional um, situation, a very emotional topic that many people are, are fearful that if I let somebody into this, then they might judge me. Or mm. it's someone that you know, I, I'll open myself up to and they will take what they've learned about me and, and turn it against me somehow. And it's unfortunate because like we say, see in the scriptures, it talks about the value of partnering with someone else. Because if you're down, then that other person, hopefully you've learned to trust the right, that you trust the right person, but that person will be able to lift you up and then you in turn can encourage someone else. In fact, one of the scriptures that I love, it talks about um, he who waters others will be watered himself. So I love that. I know. And and, um, at the moment, I cannot think, I believe it's in Proverbs, but it talks about as you take the time to encourage other people, then you yourself are encouraged. It's like um, you taking a rose in hand and giving it to someone. Well, the fragrance of that rose remains on your hand too, even as you're giving it to someone else. So it's the same thing. So there are not only things that you receive in partnering, but also things that you give. So it's like a win-win. It's like the ultimate win-win situations. And like you said, the Bible, and like we see here, the Bible is so clear about that. And Judy, sometimes I wonder, um, because I thought to myself at that time that I had some pride there too, where I wanted 
uh, the pride of being able to say, I did it my way, you know, to have that. um, You and Frank Sinatra. Exactly. (laughs) To say, I did it my way. And that's, that's, that is my victory. And, um, and, and there, and that's almost like, I even think of it like this, and this may, um, be something that, you know, many people may not have thought about, but particularly sometimes with women, we have this, um, idea that we have to fix everything and, and, and be able to fix our families, or if somebody's hurting that we have to fix things. And, and this is not about going out and saying, I'm going to fix this person or, um, somebody else needs to fix me because only Jesus can do that. But it's about doing our part to strengthen and encourage someone else. And even to the point sometimes where we think that we need to control things or need to fix things, then we also have this golden image that I'm the one, I'm the strong woman, I'm the one that's in control, but being willing to admit that, hey, this area of my life is out of control, that this area of my life is not working the way that it should be working or the way that I want it to work. And I need some assistance or need some support here. Then that, again, goes back to that fear of being vulnerable and um, right. and being able to, right. admit, hey, I don't have it all together. I need help here. I need support here. And um, and that requires being willing to be humble, to say, I do need help. In particular, I need the Lord's help because I know that he's the reason this is one of the reasons why I need a savior because I don't have it all together in my food and fitness and I need help. I need help of the Lord and I need help from other people. Wow. Wow. Insightful. Um, Spurs two questions. One as so, so, so I get that, that, there is some vulnerability and fear because there's vulnerability. And if I open up my heart, then could you use what you've learned about me and my weaknesses somehow against me? I guess my question is, and I think there's another sort of sidebar to that, sort of a a subcategory, and that's shame. Mm -hmm. Because what is part of the fear if I partner with you and we say we're going to make XYZ commitment mm-hmm. and then I don't do it, then I'm publicly shamed. Even if public is only one person, then there's someone who knows that I didn't do it. And how much of the past of, I'd love to talk to our audience right now, how how much of your past audience is... I have tried this and not been successful. This being eating well, exercising regularly, as as Kim so um, rightly calls it, taking care of your temple. And therefore, you're reluctant to commit with a buddy or a small group for fear. Again, you're unsuccessful. Again, you stumble and then you go to shame. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's a very good question, Judy. And I was actually pondering that this morning because I received a message from a um, a TBYT member, Take Back Your Temple member. And she said something, and I've heard this so many times, I blew it. Mm. (laughs) And, and, you know, sometimes we'll ask, you know, how's things going? And then they say, I blew it. 
And then I was I was pondering that and I said, my goodness, this is really indicative of one of the diet mentalities, like all what I call the all or nothing mentality. Yep. Like if I don't do this perfectly, then that means I blew up my, t- my whole effort. Like everything is gone, you know. And I was thinking to myself, that attitude is so self-defeating because you think to yourself, I blew it. So it's almost like you're saying that that's the end of that because I didn't do it perfectly. It's all over. There is no hope. I'm done. Um, Today's a loss. So I might as well just start over tomorrow. Well, the enemy would love nothing better for you to think like that. He wants you to think that there's no hope. He wants you to to crawl up in a corner and, and, and feel ashamed or feel hopeless so that you stay in bondage. And that is not the hope that we have in Jesus Christ because he calls us a new creation. And he says that if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask him and he'll give it to us liberally. So to be able to say, to feel ashamed It's like, no, there is no shame in him. There's no condemnation in him. God is about restoration. He's not about condemnation. So part of renewing our mind is to refuse to take on that attitude of I'm shamed. I messed up. I blew it. I might as well give up. I might as well quit. None of that stuff. None of that stuff. Because again, you have to be able to recognize the voice of the enemy Versus the voice of God and God is never going to give up on you. In fact, there's a scripture, right? There's a scripture that says he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So it's a day by day process. So even if things did not go the way that you wanted them to at a particular moment, you didn't blow up anything. You know, I'm thinking about this push you know, like a big bomb going off, like you blew up everything, you know, and that's so, that's such a finality to that. Anyways, like I'm dead, boom, you know, the explosion just went off. Right. Well, and it's such a lie. It's such a lie. Yes, it is a lie, Judy. And it's, it's, again, it's the enemy who's trying to get you to quit and miss out on the good health that the Lord wants you to have so that you can finish this race well in him. In fact, Judy, I just thought about this um, quote by the late motivational speaker, Jim Rohn, and he was a Christian man, too. He's gone home to be with the Lord. And he said that some people don't do well because they don't feel well. And I thought to myself, that is so that's it's simple, but it's profound because when you think about when you have low energy and when you feel depressed and you feel ashamed, doesn't it want you to keep to yourself and not get out and share love and share yes. the gospel with people or or share about what the Lord's doing? It just makes you want to just withdraw and hide. Yes. And that's the hallmark of the enemy. But we have to wake up and we're not be ignorant of his devices and say to ourselves, God is a God of restoration. And I didn't blow up anything. (laughs) Yes, things didn't work out, but I can ask God for wisdom in this next moment to say, Lord, what is the next right step for me to take to keep moving forward? Because it's all about finishing well in him. So, yeah, I mean, Judy, there's so much, so many layers to this. It's just every time we peel something back, it's like there's more. But I'm there's another layer. And I'd like to throw out one more before we go. 
under this umbrella of two are better yes. than one and a threefold cord is not easily broken. And that is the idea of really changing your focus. Yes. Off yes. of you. Off of you. And, and and here's what I would like to propose is the typical diet mentality is I, 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 yes. I. I have to eat this. I can't eat that. I need to exercise. This is hard. I, 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 I. And it's focused on you. The burden is on you. The onus is on you. And what if, in fact, you started down a road with a friend or with your small group and the commitment is to support your your buddies so that the your entire mind shift changes your 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 mindset shifts from i have to do such and such to how can I support her in getting out to walk mm-hmm. this week? How can I support her at church on Sunday to not dive into the donuts? How can I support her by maybe bringing her a healthy recipe or sharing the recipe with her? How can I support my friend? Because here's what we know. One of the best ways to instill a habit is to teach and, ins- and support someone Absolutely. else. It is really, really hard for you to skip breakfast day after day after day when you are uplifting your sister and encouraging her to eat a healthy breakfast every day. I mean, it's just nearly impossible because it's so hypocritical if you don't. And so you do. And it's such a magical training tool that works. And so it's not a surprise that, of course, it's biblical. Because God's pretty smart yes. guy, right? <laughs> and he says, two are better right. than one and a threefold cord is not easily broken. So stop already with trying to do this by yourself, which is exactly why, you know, Holy Health Club is all about pairs or small groups engaging together. Amen. So I just want to encourage our listeners this week to take this verse of Ecclesiastes 4 nine through 12 to heart, read it, read it to your buddies, read it to your small group and read it and think about it relative to your commitment to eating well and moving often to taking care of your temple. And how can you implement that concept? Are you trying to go it alone? Mm. I have to share with you one of the joys of my life this time of year is geese Mm. where I walk every day is there are these huge fields filled with geese and they are so fun to watch (laughs) and they're so cool to listen to but you know what I don't think I've ever seen a single geese single goose They don't like go, I'm leaving the gaggle and I'm going to go over here and fly all by Mm. myself. They just don't do Mm -hmm. it. They fly together. They gather together. They move together. As a church I used to attend used to say, they do life together. And we are not prone 
to gather in a gaggle. And I am going to challenge our listeners today to gather your gaggle. (laughs) Do this together. Quit trying to fly solo. Because you know what? It's really hard and you're probably not going to make it to your destination. Mm, And that's so great, Judy. So great. And I was going to add too, um, and part of that challenge, if you're reluctant to join with someone else, then just ask the Lord, Father, give me discernment as to the person that I can share this journey with, someone that I can trust, someone that I can uplift and help. And he'll show you because, again, it's, it's his word. It's biblical to join with others who are seeking the same goals and, and, um, and have the same hearts and minds. So, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. If you if you think to yourself, who, who I don't want to trust anybody, I'm scared. I might let somebody down. Then that fear is not coming from God. Um, but ask him for his help and, and give you that wisdom and show you that person or those people that you can join with. And he'll show show you um, who's your gaggle. I love that, Judy. Hey, who, who is, who is my gaggle? gaggle? You know, um, I call it girl <laughs> gaggles, by the way. Um, exactly. And let's just think about that prayer. You have prayer A, God, help me. I can't. God, help me. Help me. I'm pitiful. I can't. Or prayer B, God, who can I help yes. this week? Who can I uplift yes. this week? Who can I bring courage and resolve to? And and just envision there's somebody in that place that you described early on, Kim, who they're home, they're alone, they're eating that uh, bag of chips all by themselves. And you walk in and say, let's go for a walk. And within an hour, their spirit is soaring. Your spirit is soaring. And you've got yourself a gaggle. Amen. And that is so awesome. I love love this topic. I really do. Yes. I really do. So, yes. Well, thank you. Once again, Kim, for your insights, would you mind closing us out in prayer? I will. I will. Oh, my goodness. Father, oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, who respect, honor and reverence you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. And Lord, we're so thankful that one of the gifts that you give to us is the gift of fellowship in which we don't have to go it alone. We know that no man or woman is an island. And you have given each one of us unique experiences. You've given us spiritual gifts. You've given us natural talents by which we can uplift one another, when which we can edify one another and we grow stronger together. And Lord, we are so thankful that we have the ability to seek you first in your kingdom and your righteousness, knowing that all things shall be given to us. So, Lord, we are praying for our listeners that you will open up their spiritual eyes, give them the gift of discernment and show them the people who are already in their circle, whom they may be able to uplift and help on the journey to wellness. You have already declared that you desire that we prosper and be in health 
even as our soul prospers. And part of that prosperity is having godly relationships in our lives where we can all grow in, together in godliness and we can share the gospel with a dark world that so desperately needs to see your light. So Father, help us to join together so that we can glorify you in our bodies and spirits, which belong to you. And we can remain standing and we shall overcome all power of the enemy, just as Jesus has already done. So we live in him. So, Father, we thank you and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in everything day by day, moment by moment, choice by choice. In Jesus's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen, sister. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Judy. You are such thank a gift. You. So are you, girl. I just love this scripture that you that you um, brought for us to discuss today. And I know that our listeners um, have been blessed by what we have shared from our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, thanks be to God for Amen. his word. You have a great week, sister, and we will chat again okay, next God week. God bless you, sis. Bye-bye. God bless Bye -bye. you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Thank you.